made me like think about you guys like I mean how we have these little stewards that are out there like that believe in us and and like show the world who we are like whether it's Linda talking to someone about our product or you know giving them a sample or something or you know Laura and Griffin in the store or you know, out and about too and obviously Janet I don't think she's on the call right now yeah but, Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday. Must mean it's Grateful Share Monday. So as we're sitting here, um, at the end of the year of 2023, I thought for our grateful share meeting, it would be fun to reflect on all that we can be grateful for, for 2023. Can you believe it's already that time of year where we're going to sit and think about, uh, the entire year of 2023, you know, what are the things that happened in your life that, you weren't necessarily happy about in the beginning when they happened, but now looking back, uh, you know, this year, it, uh, it all makes sense. They say hindsight is twenty twenty, and they say a lot, but also thinking about all the things that, that happened in 2023 that you can be grateful for. And I can start, um, looking back uh, over this year, there was obviously, you know, my family and children are the most important thing for me. And um, looking back at all the sporting activities that they were uh, a part of, that we were a part of, uh, Molly and I coached volleyball for um, Zoe, which we just wrapped up and had an amazing season. And uh, just, you know, and watching Zoe find uh, something that she really loves and can be passionate about. That was uh you know, what a dream come true, what a blessing to find something where you can really challenge yourself and and just go all in and be committed. And she's been going to all the volleyball camps and training and and uh, she's now uh, in a national 14 unders volleyball league where we get to travel to places like Reno, Nevada <laughs> to go watch her play. So obviously just being grateful for uh, her, uh, you know, decision to go all in on something in life. And so it's, it's been pretty fun to watch that. And I know Shay's, you know, played baseball earlier in the year, which is, you know, you know, I look, look back and reflect on that of how much that meant to me, um, that time to be with him and, you know, coach him and, and share that experience with him. There's a, a great movie called field of dreams that was, uh, filmed in the cornfields of Iowa. And uh, at the end of the movie, um, Kevin Costner's character asks his dad to play catch. It's like this Americana slice of, of life to play catch with your old man. And obviously, you know, Shay's been through a lot, you know, with his health challenges that he overcame with this miracle plant's help. Um, and, you know, not knowing if I would ever get to play catch 
um, to now, you know, being able to be his coach and share baseball with him was uh, obviously something I'll be grateful for, uh, for the rest of my life. And uh, then he, you know, he loves to play all kinds of sports and he had all kinds of camps and, and, um, you know, water polo was his latest, but, you know, we even played golf this year and he hit like a 225 yard drive <laughs> and like hit it, you know, close to the pin and knocked it in and actually got a legitimate birdie, uh, which, you know, anyways, it's just, I think sports is such a, such a great way to, uh, such a great medium to share time with friends and family, whether you're watching them or whether you're playing them. Um, there's something about it that, uh, you know, especially golf is a sport you can play together for the rest of your life. You know, we go to putt-putt a lot out here at golf and stuff, and it's kind of like golf. <laughs> but, you know, I've always encouraged it because it's, it is an introductory to golf. And, you're, you know, you're competing, but not really, and you're just spending time together outside, which is what I just love so much about it. And then Faith has been um, playing a lot of soccer. She's been singing, and she's been in musicals and plays and um, doing really well with that. And she did some soccer, which was fun. And the last game of the year, which Molly had to be out of town to go to one of Zoe's travel tournaments, like, I, th I think, I don't know what happened, but I told Faith, I said, hey, since your last game of the year, it would be pretty cool to score a goal because she's always been on defense. That's where she goes. That's where she wants to be. And she's good about kicking the ball and doing that kind of stuff. She's seven. But, like, I was like, hey, so, like, this is your last game of the year? How cool would it be to score a goal? And so, like, <laughs> it was like, I think in the second half of the last game of the year, she, like, drives with the ball, starts dribbling it, which I've never seen her do, and then – kicks it from like 25 feet out like a pro and pounds it in the back of the net. I'm like, what? Where was that all year? Anyways, it was awesome. So uh, again, so grateful that I got to spend. Uh, and then, you know, Grace isn't quite old enough, but she can throw right-handed and left-handed and she's a fireball. Her grip is incredibly strong. So I'll be interested to see if she, uh, what kind of sports are, or activity she gets into as she grows up. So again, just uh, grateful for um, 2023, uh, spending all the time with the, my kids. Um, you know, a lot of people travel. Like we have a, a mutual friend on Zoe's uh, volleyball team, and the dad is gone like eight weeks at a time on these stints around the country helping building facilities. And you see people who are deployed overseas, you know, for years at a time sometimes, and they come back and they surprise their kids in their schools and things like that. And I think that I know for myself anyways, that sometimes we can be uh, looking at things that we don't have in our lives or setting goals and, and being like, Oh, I'm not quite where I want to be or I'm not. Why hasn't it happened yet? Those kinds of things. And then when you look back, you know, especially if you look back on your life and this is a look back on 2023, but you're like, you remember those times that you had with your loved ones, friends, family, chosen family, uh, whatever it is your community and how important um, that really was the time that you got to spend with people that you cared about and uh, the relationships that you strengthened and uh, the energy, uh, the, the, the feelings that you felt uh, during those times. And for me, like I said, looking back on 2023, um, just being able to be present and be uh, spend so much time with my 
my kids and, and, and I do travel about once a month um, for work, um, which is great. And I've got exciting things going on with, with work and business and, and partnerships and, and obviously with everything uh, I've been doing with Russell Brunson and, and that's been an amazing journey and um, you know, a long journey coming to fruition, which I'm so grateful for and so excited to see the impact that, that we've made on so many people's lives, uh, you know, especially with the miracle plant and one-on-one hemp, um, you know, even just today, I know Molly's uh, friend uh, who's goes to these neuro block boxing classes um, with uh, Molly's dad, keep the brain sharp. He came over to grab some avocados and, and uh, I just saw him out there and talked with him a little bit and I could notice his hands were shaking kind of like Parkinson's. And so, and I see it all the, when I, whenever I see it, that's why I like to carry samples on, on me. Um, and I can just give it to them. And I know the oils, um, you know, it's, it's can be a leap for a lot of people and a lot of people, just like when we found this, this miracle plant, you're at your ropes end. you've tried everything. You're desperate. You'll try anything, you know, just like Connie Wellick, who's been on the podcast miracle plant in the past, um, you know, she tells her story of the last thing she ever wanted to try was cannabis. And she was confused and she's so blessed and thankful that she did. And anyways, I, I had a sample um, that, and um, as he was picking some avocados out here at the house and I said, Hey, try this. And, you know, I talked a little bit about it, but just basically try it. And so Molly got a, uh, text or whatever from him or email and said, uh, Hey, I, uh, I tried that product uh, and I ran out and I think it's really helping and I get some more. And uh, it's, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the people that have tried it regardless of where they are in their life. Um, and whatever it, it takes for them to be open to trying a plant-based medicine, especially one as powerful as you know, raw hemp is with helping our body find homeostasis. I know there's a little bug going around the house. And of course I'm downing the 1600 milligram and uh, you know, always helping with a sore throat or um, anything that has to do with health, homeostasis, um, you know, inflammation, uh, circulation. Uh, it's just a miracle that we have this plant uh, that we so aptly call the miracle plant. So, that's what I'm grateful for in 2023, looking back. And uh, I'm so just uh, excited for 2024. 2023 uh, was, is the year of the harvest. So I'm looking forward as all of these beautiful stories and things are coming um, because uh, 2023 is the year of the harvest. So we'll see what, what next year brings. So that's what I'm grateful for. Um, it's funny how we... Um, get caught up in our day-to-day -day hustle and bustle. And, and it's, it's like when you live out here in Ventura, like when was the last time you walked on the beach, like took your shoes off and walked on the beach or got in the water. And it's like, we have so much to be grateful for. And sometimes it, it takes those end of the year things where, and you, if you, if you journal or if you write highlights down, or if you just sit around and think about it, like, okay, so this has been, 2023 how did the year start what was i doing then and you know think about some of maybe the 
you know, vacations or trips or, or times that you spent together or highlights or even lowlights, but you just kind of, you know, run the mind through everything and, and uh, just be grateful for the things that, that we have. And like I said, even when things don't go to your way, when you look back, you know, how can you reframe it in a way that is positive? You know, whether someone moved out of town or no longer is in your life or whether a certain thing didn't go the way you want. Now that you've got perspective, now that you've got time, now that there's no emotions connected to it, you're just looking back at it as an event, like reading a book or a story. How, what did you, what, what could you take away from it positively? You know, sometimes like when something bad happens, it's like, okay, so what was my involvement in that? What was my responsibility in that? What could I have done? What would I have done better next time? And sometimes you're like, there's nothing I could have done better. I did everything I possibly could. I was telling Molly about this. So John Wooden, who's the famous UCLA basketball coach, like they won like 13 national championships in a row. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was called Lou Alcindor back then, Bill Walton. And so he was, he wrote books of pyramid champions and he's, you know, just renowned. And he said that uh, he was, I think he was the one who also said, you know, we've all heard practice makes perfect. And he's like, no, 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 no. Perfect practice makes perfect. And the first thing that they would do, every new, every new team that came in uh, to start the season, he would teach them how to tie their shoes. Teach them how to tie their shoes and put their socks on correctly so they wouldn't get blisters. And how crazy is that? Like the pure fundamentals um, of, of the basics of the game, the basics uh, of life. And you know, talking about what I was saying earlier was he would say he would have teams that didn't have such good nights, but they won because the other team had an off night or they were just not as good athletically. But what he always challenged his players to do was to play your perfect game. If you went out there and gave it everything you've got, you used every ounce of your potential, you dove for every ball, you hustled for every rebound, you blocked outright, you had good form and technique, you made good passes, you ran the offense the way you needed to do. And at that point, if you know in your heart you did everything you could do, then you are a champion. I don't care what the scoreboard says because you took control of what you could take control of and you did it. That is what a champion is. A champion is not someone who raises a um, you know, trophy. No, because there are things outside of your control. You could get a bad call from a ref or someone could be sick or something could happen. But to be a true champion is to know that you gave everything you could to the absolute best of your ability. And that's what you can take comfort in. And I, I look at that same principle in life. So whatever it is that you're wanting to do. And so, and, and that's what I mean. So you look back and, and maybe something didn't go the way you wanted, or maybe it did go the way you wanted, but you look back and you say, okay, so did I do everything I could? And being honest with yourself, did I do everything that I could? And if the answer is yes, wow, champion. And if the answer is no, well, what are the things I could have done better? Right. You know, could I have um, communicated better? Could I have asked more questions? You know, could I have stayed more calm? Could I have figured out a way to give, give myself space to really think about how I wanted to proceed? 
you know, am I listening to podcasts? Am I reading books? Am I surrounding myself with people that act the way that I want to act? You know, am I, am I, you know, in, in this universe, you're either growing or dying. Look at the universe, right? When you look at the stars, when you look at the planets, they're either growing or they're dying. And that's how the universe is set up. So if you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not learning, if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not challenging yourself, it's one or the other. There is no constant stay still. You're either growing or dying. And so many of us that have gone through Tony's programs talk about in there's five, six stages of human development. And the fifth stage is growth. And growth is where you do those things. You are you are, you know, you're listening to your calling. You're listening to the thing that lights you up and you're trusting in it. And then how are you going to be the best that you can be at that? Whether it's basketball or yoga or business or being a dad, whatever it is, if whatever your calling is, then be a forever student and find mentors. I was watching, looking at something on uh, social media today and somebody's like, which, which entrepreneur should I follow in 2024? <laughs> And like everybody's listed all these names. And of course, Russell was one and Gary V and uh, Alex Ramosi, a couple other people. And I, and my answer was, I didn't tell him who to follow. I said, Hey bro. I didn't say, Hey bro. But if I was talking to my brother, would. <laughs> I said, choose one mentor, choose one mentor that has the thing that you want, the thing that's most important to you in your life and make sure that that mentor has helped others do that exact same thing. But the key is choose one, because if you have more than one mentor in one specific area of your life that you want to become a champion at, you'll get confused if you listen to more than one. So do your research. It might take you six months. It might take you six years to find the right mentor. You might think you have the right mentor and then it kind of fades off and you got to go find another one. Or you pick one mentor and you've learned everything you could possibly learn from them and it's time to, time to find a new mentor. But remember, you're either growing or you're dying in this universe. That's how it works. There's no two ways about it. And so I challenge myself, I challenge you, I challenge everybody to find the thing that lights you up and find a mentor that can help you, a coach like John Wooden, that can help you become the absolute best at what you have. Because when you become the best at what you are called to do, you can help and serve so many people. When I was called and found this miracle plant to help you know, heal my son, it was like, okay. And that was my covenant with God to pay it forward to reach a billion people by 2025 because I knew I had the communication skills. I knew I had the business skills. I knew I had the ability, the potential the capacity to do it. A lot of people might think I'm crazy, like a billion people by 2025. Come on, Justin, that's nuts. You'll never reach that. Or you don't necessarily want to surround yourself with those people. Or you have faith and you take action. I was reading this book called uh, uh, "Where It Will Place You Wherever You Wish to Be Amongst Men. It's a Napoleon Hill manuscript that we put out with Secrets to Success. And in lesson nine, it talks about how um, people think that, you know, they think about Jesus and they think about, yeah, you know, it was cool religion. What a cool thing. It's like, you're missing the point. Like in, in, in the Bible, it talks about how Jesus to have faith like a child. And the difference between a child and an adult 
is that a child will take action in faith, not with just belief, not knowing if there's anything on the other end, but they will just take action because they have belief, because they have faith, because the world hasn't told them, conditioned them, that they can't have it. Like we talked about before in the past, it's like the, the beauty of being seven. You know, we have our, our daughter Faith of all names. And to know that you, can, you haven't been beaten down, you can have whatever you want. And that's what the, the passage was talking about in the book, was like, it's, it's so much more than just a religion. It's, it's the teachings. It's the truth in the fact that if you took action like a child with belief, it will come true. Again, that's how it works. That's how the universe works. And if you're doubting what I've said, I, I challenge you to understand why do you have that belief? Is that your belief? Did something happen in your life that, that, that made you, that allowed you to lose faith, lose belief that what you are called to do, what you believe you want to do cannot happen? And then I challenge you to rewrite that story. Instead of being the victim in that story, become the victor. I rose above the phoenix of the ashes. Because the stories that we tell ourselves lead to the emotions that we live. And we have an opportunity every day to look back, like today, on 2023, of all the amazing highlights. I challenge you to write them all down. Write down 50 of them. And look back and be like, oh my gosh, what a blessing my life is. And then that's how you start your day. Take a picture of it, put it on your phone, look at it every day. Have a journal, write it down. This was a really great day. I'm going to write that down. I don't ever want to forget this. Anyways, got me on my soapbox. Who wants to go next? Uh, yeah, on the coattails of that, I was just reading this article about, um, you know, Edenic Smoothies. It's a smoothie place on Main Street that they opened this year, and it's all organic and such good stuff, uh, real food. Um, and I, I read this article on, like, I guess they kind of have a blog and they said, uh, it was right when they opened their store. Cause they usually had it, it, they operated out of a truck for a while. And right when they opened their store, the, it's a couple, it's a married couple. So the girl got pregnant and it's their first baby. And so they've been open for like eight months now. And he, the husband was kind of writing and reflecting on what they were, like the, how, how they handled that news because they weren't expecting it. And, um, and they had to, you know, basically find people that they could trust with their baby, which is their first baby, you know. And um, they, it, was, it took a lot for them to be able to pass that on. And he talked about the process of finding people and and like what was crucial in their decision process decision making process of who to choose and how to pass on their their values and make sure that their values are represented in in the store and stuff and it just it made me like think about you guys like i mean how we have these little stewards that are out there like that believe in us and 
and like show the world who we are like whether it's Linda talking to someone about our product or you know giving them a sample or something or you know Laura and Griffin in the store or you know out and about too and um obviously Janet I don't think she's on the call right now yeah but um Janet doing all she does and it's just like I felt so grateful that we had we have that <laughs> um we you know Justin and I are good people and we believe strongly in helping people and um and finding people to represent your values and pass them on to your customers I mean I we, we get so much positive feedback from customers and so little negative like barely any so and also just about our products in general negative not not so much negative either so it's just really gratifying really you know humbling and and um you know just makes me feel real good inside uh so overall you know just looking back on this year i um i've had you know there's been some challenges <laughs> i have to say and be a true human that's part of life um it's just to face the challenges and not you know pretend that there aren't any um but i feel like one of my main things was to really start to focus on relationships and uh like justin saying too just how important that is you know who you spend your time with and um, you know, I think most of all, I've been prioritizing time with my dad and like literally every single time I get a text or call, I think he's dead. Like that's where we're at here folks. And so, you know, every single opportunity we have or I have to hang out with him, I'm there. So I'm grateful I've made that shift. It has been very hard. Um, and also like amazing because I didn't realize how little I've done that in my life. I have not spent much time with my parents, <laughs> like me with them. It's always been about fun or it's always been about my kids, which is great. Like that was our connection for a really long time. And to spend time with them without anyone else, <laughs> like I went to the Rubicon to see our friend Andrew's show this weekend, just them and me. It was really cool. Um, and it was actually, Zoe was going to come with us and she was sick and there was an empty seat there. And I just couldn't help but think that Hans was there with us, you know, like just thinking about, it used to be four, now it's three. But it's okay because, you know, we're, we're close and we, we talk more about real things and, you know, whether it took 80 or however long years, 40 years for us to kind of get there, um, I feel like we're there. So, you know, it's pretty cool. It's all evolving and, you know, it, I still it will take time, but very special. So I think that that's been my focus for this year and I feel really good about it and that, it, that it's actually been happening. So. And we also do 
need to plan a Christmas party. I can't believe we haven't settled on something. I, I haven't even really talked to you guys about it, but I've been talking to Justin, but we need to find a date, guys. So I think I'm going to text some. Are you guys all here uh, over the break? Like, you guys don't have Christmas break like we do, but um, is anyone traveling anytime? No, I'm, I'm, I'm here all, I'm, I'm not traveling. I'm here, I'm here too. Okay. You're here too. Okay. Well, I will check with Griffin and see, um, but I think we just have to like, whether we do it at a breakfast or, um, or we could well, do it at obviously, our house. my mom's coming back for the week after Christmas, yeah. so we could have a, an even bigger one. Yeah, and even cool. invite Kristen and Jax if they can make it. Who knows? Oh, yeah. She's not on the call today? No. no. I'll send a text out to everybody and get that going. Yeah, definitely the week your mom's back. That would be perfect. Hopefully, you guys are there. It's the week after Christmas until uh, the 1st. She goes back on the 1st. So... All right, that's all for me. <laughs> Good stuff. And again, like the reason why we do these grateful shares is obviously, you know, it's to get the week started off right, to get the mindset started off looking for what's right. So more of what's right will be attracted and you could find more of what's right, more of what's right can keep coming towards you. And, um, you know, doing these like mental exercises, like looking back on your year, um, which again, it, it, you know, gets you in a great place, gets you in a great state of mind. You're like, wow, look at how much I've done or all the, the incredible things that have happened. You know, that's why when we had COVID and like they were canceling holidays and people weren't getting together and people weren't going to church or going to their restaurants. It was like, everything seems so discombobulated. It was like, we didn't have our rhythm, our rites of passage. And, and, you know, these things that we do, you know, humans, we're creatures of habit. And if you get into the habit of writing three things that you're grateful for that to start your day, or if you, at the end of the day, you write three things that happened that, you know, you were grateful for, and before you go to bed, if you write three, if you, if you say three, three things or you write three things of things that you want to happen tomorrow or things that are on your mind, or even if it's one thing that your subconscious will, will figure it out. That's why you've heard me always say, like, if, if there's ever a big decision or something that's weighing on you, just know that you're going to be able to solve it and know that if you just sleep on it, just allow your subconscious brain to figure it out because you figured everything else out up until this point in life. And you'll figure out whatever it is that you're going through right now and just give yourself that space, sleep on it and allow your brain to do what it does best and, and figure it out. And so again, that's why we do these grateful shares every Monday to get your mind in the right place. And can you imagine if you like look through your journal and, and you look, you flip back through the pages, if you write things down, I, I use a couple different ones. I like Brendan Burchard's high performance one and uh, John Lee Dumas has a good one as well. And, or you can just write down stuff on, on just like this paper. Didn't have to have any questions or anything on it. But when you look back and I'm going to do that and you look at like all the things that you did or, or all the, the goals and the dreams and the hopes and all the things, and you get a chance to really breathe in what 2023 is 
And then you can, you know, look towards 2024 and start writing your goals. You know, how did I do in 2023? Did I accomplish the things that I wanted to accomplish? Why did I, why didn't I not, you know, and what are the things that I could um, improve on? And that's what I was talking about earlier. It's like, if there are areas that you can improve on, well, we live in this incredible age now that, you know, it's, they call it the information age, but now it's like, how do you sort through all the information? Now you've got to find, you've got a million different people that'll tell you how to do something, but now you got to discern through the information to find the people um, or the um, organizations that are proven that will help you figure out that piece to unlock whatever it is that wants to bring you joy. And I think a lot of, of I think, I think everybody needs, um, should, in my opinion, have some type of uh, mindset coach or community or morning ritual or rhythm because, and, and, and that's the way you start your day. Like we're doing it with the grateful shares, but then also like, here's the big one. Or like Tiger Woods, right? He played with his son and his father-son tournament over the weekend. It's super cool. And little Charlie's out driving his dad. He's 14. It's crazy. Swings just like him. And, you know, when, when you see uh, in, when, when Tiger was a kid, his dad um, would not, uh, he said, you only got 90 seconds to be mad because that's the physiological response that your body has, the chemical releases, you know, the adrenaline, all of the cortisol, the things that release your brain, release into your bloodstream, that feeling that you feel, that fight or flight, when something happens the way you didn't want it to happen and you have fear, right? And whether it's fear of loss, you won't be loved. Um, you're, you're, that's, that's an emotional response that you're having. Well, Tiger's dad said, hey, you get, I'll give you 90 seconds to be as mad as you want. But that's it. After 90 seconds, you need to learn to reset your brain and focus on the next golf shot. And to me, that just resonates with life. Like, that's the thing I'm working on. Like, that's the one I want to solve. That's the one I'm going to solve. Is how when something happens in life that I had give myself 90 seconds to feel it, but then I am going to be able to reset my brain. What are the things that I can do? Who are the people? Who are the people that have solved that, right? In, in Tony Robbins' world, it's about state. So you make a power move and you chant or you go for a walk and you, you repeat things, right? It's called auto-suggestion. And you figure out what works best for you, right? And you have like a list of 20 things. Go for a walk, call a friend, help somebody else, wash my car, read a book, scream, you know, whatever it is, but figure it out because our lives are our emotional states, our emotional homes. What are the things that we live in, right? If you write the five things that you, the most common re feelings that you have in your life, you can write them down, right? Is it, is it, is it joy or is it stress? You know, is it happiness or is it anxiety, right? And from all these people that I read, you know, you talk about like, if you have depression, it's because you're living in the past. You're reliving things that aren't here anymore. That's not even real. And you, unless you have DeLorean, there's nothing you could do about it. And if you're living in stress and anxiety, it means you're living in the future, a future based in fear. But if you're living with hope, if that's the emotional home for you is hope and optimism and positivity, 
You know, it's because you're either living in the moment, appreciating what you have, or you're living in the future with belief, like a seven-year-old. And so these are the things that I'm working on for 2024. You want to talk about a New Year's resolution? I want to be able to, I look forward to continuing to understand how I can snap out of a bad reaction after 90 seconds and continue to read books, podcasts, mentors, uh, gurus, courses, retreats, masterminds, people, whatever it takes, because we only have so much time on this earth. And we're not guaranteed to live to 70 or 80. No one knows when your number is going to be called. So the time that we're here, we owe it to ourselves to be in a state of joy and hope and happiness. And you, it's on you to take full responsibility for your emotions. It's no one else's fault. It's not what happened to you. It's not anyone else's responsibility but your own. Because you are in control of your reactions. And if you're not, that's a choice. And it's a choice that you can work on. So as I continue to work on whatever I can find that works for me, it doesn't necessarily work for you, but I'll share what works for me in 2024 because I want all of us to be happy. I want all of us to have joy. I want all of us to live the life that we're supposed to live. Like I talk to people you know, in the, in the office, and I'll probably be in the office more in 2024, is like... You know, people come in and they're looking for something to help with stress or, or anxiety. And of course, you know, we talk about Chillex and Passion Flower and all the raw hemp uh, benefits. But then I say, could you, I, it's the life that we live, right? It's the phones, it's the social media, it's everything that's happened in the last, you know, especially five, 10 years. And it's like, could you imagine if you lived on an island, if all of us lived on an island, and we had our own island but we could pop around to each other islands like, you know, Moana, but like we all had our own islands and we woke up in the morning whenever we wanted to sun came up. Right. And we go for a walk on the beach. We're looking at seashells and sand dollars, seeing the waves crash in. And the first time that we have a thought of something to do for the day is deciding whether or not we want coconut juice for breakfast or pineapple juice for breakfast. That is a reality. It can become a reality, but it also could become a state of mind. Because when you put yourself in that state, in that story right now, how is your emotional level? How are your chemicals being released into your, into your blood, right? You know, is it oxytocin, the, the, the chemical of love, right? That's actually in, you know, human breast milk. That's why it's called, you know, along with, you know, cannabinoids like CBD, but your brain, your subconscious, your brain doesn't know the difference when you're listening to a story like that or if you're actually experiencing it. And those are the emotions that you can feel, that you get to feel. And if you continue to paint that picture in your head, like let's say that's what you want. That's on my top 10 list is to own my own island, the shopping forum in Bahamas. And if you paint that picture and you live that life, if you constantly live that life in your head and you believe it, you feel it, you see it, you feel the experiences and the emotions, it will come true. If you stay focused and you don't give up. And if, if, if you give it all you have, really the key is if time's going to pass anyways, you might as well do something with it. 
And as long as you don't stop, as long as you don't give up, it will always come true. So anyways, with that, I know it's the bewitching hour. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. Get out there and heal it. Um, you know, whether it's a smile or a, some CBD or, or anything that we can do to help others. And it's been such an amazing 2023. Thank you, everyone, for all your hard work and um, for just being you and sharing your testimony about this miracle plant and helping others uh, as they uh, look for hope. So on the count of three, we're going to say, heal the world, get out there to do it. Here we go. One, two, three. Heal the world. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. Have a great week. Thanks, everyone. Love you guys. Bye. Love you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.